total confusion. Good morning, church family. That's not bad. July 4th, everybody decided to scatter and splatter to the mountains or the beach or the, or the lake. But I'm glad you've chosen to come this way. And uh, after service, you will have all afternoon. I, I looked at last night. It was uh, 8.45 and it was still daylight. So you'll have about nine hours at least to go play somewhere um, and enjoy your uh, afternoon. All right, does anybody have any announcements? Let, all right, let's move right along. Good morning. Um, next Sunday is VBS. We kick off VBS next Sunday, and I'm really excited about it. You can see as the church is transforming into our winter castle with the snow, even though it feels like 100 degrees outside. It is nice and cool inside. Um, my announcement today is I'm asking if any men that will volunteer today after church, if I could get just four, five, six of you to clear off this whole stage and just put the chairs and everything behind in the commons area. Um, this will help us so we can start decorating the sanctuary for VBS for next week. Um, if we could have a few, like, five or six men, then it won't take 20 minutes, um, if you don't mind helping with that. With that being said, starting tomorrow, as many people that are willing to volunteer, we are going to start setting up the stage for our VBS for the decorations, the main stage in here. Miss Kay Chastain is the one that has been working so hard on these decorations, and they're not exactly complete yet but she has worked so hard and I want to honor her by bringing many people together and setting the stage up. There's still a lot that we need to do to complete the decorations so if we could get as many volunteers that would show up tomorrow 3 30 4 o'clock and let's put the stage together and the few things that we do need to finish to complete the stage if we could just Delegate that out to one or two people to do one thing. It wouldn't be too much on one person. So thank you very much. Good morning, everyone. Um, Kelly Smith here for Forever Young. Um, as you saw, probably in your in in your uh, bulletin, there's an insert. Um, it's about our luncheon that's coming up on the 29th of this month, July the 29th. We're going to start up again. Yay! And so uh, we're having a hot dog luncheon. You do not have to bring anything. This is going to be provided by the committee. What we're going to do at this meeting is we're going to eat, have some fellowship, and talk about the direction that we would like our club to go. And so we um, asked, since we're doing the hot dogs, we need a number. There's a sign-up sheet in the uh, common area and a sign-up sheet out in the vestibule. So if you are planning to attend, please sign up on those sheets today and uh, so we can have a number. And we are really excited to get things going again, so please come and join us and help us to plan, okay? Thank you. 
Okay, if you notice in your bulletin, there won't be any meals served on Wednesday night during July, uh, giving our kitchen crew a break. Uh, so if you're wondering what's going on, but we still will have Bible study, and I will look for you to, um, to be there for that. Okay, next Sunday, uh, Lynn and I have been invited back to where uh, we got married, uh, where we uh, surrendered to preach, and uh, we will be there next Sunday uh, preaching and uh, it will be my uh, only uncle I have left living in this world. Uh, he'll be 92 next Sunday, and uh, he's supposed to sing, and uh, I'm supposed to do the preaching. And uh, Brother Mack will be preaching in, in the, here next Sunday morning, so be in prayer for him. And don't lay out just because I'm not here, because you know they'd video this thing. <laughs> and uh, I want you to come and give a good support there and remember us. Uh, in your prayers as we'll be going there. We're excited about uh, going back home um, to see the many uh, friends and relatives that we hadn't been with in a long time. Uh, it's always exciting uh, to go back home uh, to where the, uh, that you surrendered to preach and where you got married and where your family uh, and your friends are. So uh, just remember us uh, in your prayers uh, for next Sunday. Does anybody else have a spoken announcement? All right, we're going to have an opening prayer, and immediately after that, we're going to pledge the flags uh, and the Bible, and I have guys that's going to hold the Bible, and a lady who's going to I mean, hold the flags, and a lady who's going to hold the Bible. So, um, you will ask you to immediately stand when we have the amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the privilege that you've given us this morning to be in your house. And Lord, we just celebrate the birth of our great nation. We thank you, Lord. I, I personally, I want to thank you for allowing me to have been born in America. Lord, of all the places in the world that I have been, that I could have been born in, I thank you that you placed me here. And Lord, I pray that you bless every home that's represented in this room today. I pray for those that are absent from us today. Uh, some aren't feeling well, some are on vacation, some are enjoying uh, today, July the 4th, and I pray that you would bless and watch over them. We do pray for all that uh, needs our prayers today. And Lord, I pray especially right now for the loss that we have among us this morning, as well as in homes today that don't know you. Lord, I pray that you'd touch and convict them that they would accept you as their Savior. And Lord, we'll give you praise and glory and honor for it all, for we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. If our guys and lady would come, Melanie, just stand right, right there. <clears throat> we'll pledge the American flag first. Attention, salute, pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Now the Christian flag, attention, salute, pledge. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one brotherhood uniting all Christians in service and love. 
Now we will pledge the Bible, God's holy word. Attention, salute, pledge. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word, and will make it a lamp to my feet, a light unto my path, and hide its words in mine heart that I might not sin against God. Thank you, and just remain standing. Okay, guys, you can put this up. Our worship celebration this morning by singing America the Beautiful. Father, thank you for the opportunity that we have to bow our hearts and our minds before your throne of grace. Thank you for the country that we live in. Forgive us for on many fronts we have turned our backs on you. We've chosen to go our own way. I just pray that you would forgive us, extend your mercy and grace to us as a nation, set us back on the right path, and may what we do today and in the future bring honor and glory to you. And now, Heavenly Father, as we give back a portion of that that you've blessed us with so richly, we ask that you would bless the gift 
and the giver in accordance with your word and use it for your glory and for your honor. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Please stand as we continue singing this morning. <clears throat> My country, tis of thee.
I invite you to come to the altar at this time for our prayer. Brother Dave Miller will be coming to lead us this morning. Continue praying for our government officials, our nation, our state, our county, our military, our law enforcement, our first responders, our utility keepers, our farmers, our youth trip, our vacation Bible school, uh, the family of Mr. Henry Cobb. Uh, I haven't uh, gotten any arrangements yet for his service. Um, also the family of Judy Bryson. This is Jonathan's uh, grandmother. I have no arrangements there yet either. Uh, our deacon election. Um, our own little Aaron Brown uh, that joined last Sunday is sick this morning. Uh, Steve Willis, his mother, uh, Miss Dorothy Willis, has passed away. Also, uh, many of you are wondering about Kay Chastain. Um, I don't remember which day it was, but uh, Kay was visiting her neighbors, and uh, they thought she had been stung by a bee, uh, but she was having a seizure. And of course, they called 911, and they worked with her, and they they flew her to Greenville, where they discovered that she had also had a heart attack. Now, Kay, this morning we talked to the family is not doing well at all. Um, the doctors tell them they've done all that they can do. Uh, they ask us just to pray for peace and comfort for Kay. Uh, that they would just make her comfortable. Also for the family, well, we'll be having to make some decisions this week concerning Kay. And uh, you heard what uh, Heather said. Uh, you know, she was working very hard on the backdrop for our Vacation Bible School, and many of you have come to uh, help do that. And uh, I, I, just, I just ask you to really uh, pray for Kay and for the doctors and for her family. Uh, it's a tough time. Uh, you know, I've been there many times, and uh, it's not easy to say, okay, it's time. Uh, but Kay belongs to the Lord, and it's God's business what he does with her. But uh, pray for the family today, and uh, I know that they would appreciate it, and we'll be keeping you posted as to what goes on. So if you would, join hands with someone. Um, and Dave, you come and lead us, please. <coughs> Heavenly Father, Creator, Sustainer, Provider, our Lord and Savior, we thank you so much for all that you do for us. Thank you that you have a, a plan for everything that is happening, everything that has happened. We thank you so much that part of your plan was to, to direct our founding fathers and to create a country based on your principles. And thank you for all the blessings that have been ours because of it. We pray you will continue to bless us. Please be with the leaders that are in place in our country today. Give them guidance and direction. Help them to have a, a higher wisdom guide them uh, than, than just man's thoughts and man's ways. Uh, we know that your ways are better. Pray you will be with each of these prayer requests that we've made, uh, especially with our sister Kay. We know it's a difficult time for the family, difficult time for all of us uh, who consider her our sister. Uh, 
we know you know what's best, and if it's your will that she comes home to be with you, we pray you will help each of us to be supportive and to, and to rejoice with her. If it's your will that a miracle be done, and she returns back to our fellowship, we will praise you for that. You will go with us through the rest of this service, through this holiday weekend. Please help us all to be safe. Uh, help those who are traveling in the coming week uh, to be safe, to be able to return home safely and, and back to worship you. And we'll praise you for all that you do in Jesus' name. Amen. The choir would like to present to you a special um, song this morning, Procession of the Patriots. It's more commonly known as the Armed Forces Medley, which includes all of the songs of each of the branch of service in America. And as you've probably done before, we would like to ask if you are a veteran, when you hear the beginning strains of the song representing your branch of service, please stand so that we can honor you and thank you. At the end of your song, if you don't mind, have a seat so that the next group can be recognized when their song is, is sung. Uh, the last song in this medley is the Marines, and we would like to ask you just to remain standing, Marines, and all of the rest of you that were represented at the beginning, please stand back up so that we can recognize you collectively. So please enjoy. Oh 
I've been working on this and thinking about this for over two weeks, or at least two weeks. Uh, I heard this statement, and it's part of your outline, if you'll make sure you get that out to follow along this morning. The statement that I heard was, God bless America if you can. If you can. I've thought about America. As I said in my prayer, I'm so thankful of all the places I have been in the world and I've been in a lot of them. I praise God that he placed me in America. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the book of Romans chapter 8, verses 31 through 39. I invite you to stand as we honor the reading of God's holy word. <clears throat> you think about the title, God bless America, if you can. Verse 31 says, what shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Shall God that justifieth? Who is he that condemneth? Shall Christ that died, yea, rather, uh, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of, the, of God, who also maketh intercession for us? What shall separate us from the love of God, from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any creation shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Father, thank you again for America. Thank you for our men and ladies who stood this morning because they served our great nation. They went on foreign soil, many of them, to fight, Lord, that we might continue to enjoy our freedom here in America. Land of the free, home of the brave. Lord, I pray that you'd take this word today and use it for your glory and honor. For I ask it in Jesus' name, amen. In the last 245 years, a lot of changes have taken place in America. We have allowed the American flag to be burned publicly. We've allowed people to bow in the place of standing and saluting the flag. 
We have allowed millions of unborn babies to be killed for convenience. We have allowed men to marry men and women to marry women and both to adopt children. Week before last, I, don't, I was just rambling through the channels and a news station from Spain popped up. And I thought this might be interesting, so I watched it. In Spain, they were allowing teenagers to make a choice to change their gender. We have allowed the sale of alcohol to take place on Sunday. You know, we have allowed a lot of things to be stopped because it offends others. Well, I'm sorry. If pledging the flags and God's holy word offends you, you need to get on a boat to China somewhere and get lost. I mean, I, I, I love America, but we have allowed some things to go on and take place. And, you know, what have we done about it? We have stopped the kind of capital punishment that the Bible calls for. Whosoever sheds man's blood, his blood shall be shed. You don't put an age on that. I think, where does it stop? Where, where, does it, where is it going to stop? Our nation is not getting younger. We're getting older. And we are becoming more wicked. Are you teaching your children right from wrong? Your grandchildren? But our nation is becoming more and more wicked. And listen, you can think what you want to. I'm going to say what I feel needs to be said. And if, I, if you don't like it, well, hello. We've become more wicked. And it seems to me that our leaders of our great nation don't care. Brandy, put up Isaiah 5.20. Isaiah 5:20 Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil that put darkness for light and light for darkness that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter Listen it's either black or white it's not gray You either for me Jesus said or you are against me God bless America if you can Yeah, we're here today. We're here because we love God. We love our church. We're here to worship a true and living God. Amen. I can't imagine a church that won't allow the pledges of the flag and the Bible in it. Lord, I'm concerned, it's not a church. Now, where did the word church come from? Hey, come out of the Bible. Amen. They were first called Christians at Antioch. And they began to develop little spots here and there. And they became known as churches. And they started, <clears throat> excuse me, in houses. And now look, I, just, it's okay to look up. It's okay to look around at what God has blessed First Baptist with. I mean, it's amazing to me. <laughs> and, and people say, 
Oh, you're the pastor of the First Baptist? Look, I want to just get down on my knees and look. It's, it's still God's house. It's God's church. It, if it is First Baptist. And I can tell you this, there's not a one of us in here that named it that. Okay? Our forefathers, people who saw a need for a church. I don't know where they, what other churches was around here when this church was established. 180, somebody help me. 180 something years. Right? Come on. Anybody over here got a clue? It's 180 something years. Huh? 190. Well, praise the Lord. We're still going. We're still going. But when I think about of all that's taken place and and the I won't go into all of this, but I was born before styrofoam. <laughs> I was born before microwaves. <laughs> it's amazing to me, these books, you, you see them a lot of times, it'll have the, day, the year 19 whatever. <clears throat> I got one of those, 1947. So I could see what was going, what my mom and daddy had to tolerate and put up with and, and this, that, and the other. And, and I was talking to my 92-year-old uncle this morning and his daddy, which was my granddaddy, laid brick for a living. And his, his daddy before him and his daddy before him. So I'm close to about the fifth generation uh, that's still trying to lay brick. And he says, you know, if I'm not wrong, my daddy got $5 a thousand for laying brick in those days. Five dollars to lay a thousand brick. I asked my uncle, I said, well, did granddaddy have a pickup truck? He said, no, he had a 1930A model. I said, how did he haul his equipment? He said, he didn't. He only had to haul was a trial. <laughs> and he said, pictures of them hauling brick around the old mill. If you ever go from uh, easily... Uh, to Pickens, you'll go past that old mill. And my granddaddy helped lay brick on that thing. And they used the mules and wagons to haul the brick and mortar uh, around the building as two men, my granddaddy and somebody else. There's a house just off of Highway 8 that my granddaddy built the chimneys in that house. People still live in that house and the chimneys are still standing. A lot of changes have taken place from, from then till now. And you and I, listen, we are responsible now. If we are American citizens, it is your right, it is my right and responsibility to go to the polls and vote your convictions and hopefully your and my convictions are based on the holy word of God. God bless America if you can. All right, the first thing we want to talk about here, listen, is our security of God. Our security is of God. It's, it's not of anybody else. You see, God is our deliverer. Daniel 3, 17. I have a lot of scripture if you want to be writing. Listen, if it, if it be so, our God whom we serve, listen to this, is able to deliver us 
from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. Daniel and his three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went in that fiery furnace for one reason, because they believed in a real God, a living God who will deliver us. And he said, even if he don't, we're going to serve him. Hey, he's the God who can deliver us. He's also, uh, God is our judge. Genesis 18, 25. That be far from thee to do after this manner, to say, to slay the righteous with the wicked. And that the righteous should be as the wicked. That be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? That's a question. Yes, my God is going to do right. Listen, I, the Bible says in, in Hebrews 9, 27, it's appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment. I'm going to be judged, not by you, but by God Almighty. Nobody else. I'm going to stand before him on that day, whenever, wherever, and give an account of my life. You see, that's going to take a long time. Hey, eternity is a long time. High school, our principal, after every, after every report card period passed, he came around to our classroom and he called our name one at a time. We went to the back of the classroom and sat down in a chair next to him and he opened up the books and he went down the, the subjects and the grades Never did he downgrade me, not once when I should have been downgraded. But he says, you, you think you can do better next time? Well, what would you say? <laughs> I don't care. That's our generation today. I don't care. I'm just here because I'm being made to be here. You think you can do better? Yes, sir, I'll, I'm, I'm going to do my best. I either told the truth or I lied. My principal cared. Listen, God cares. He cares about you and me. He cares about America. But I say, God, bless America. If you can, one more time, bless America. For God's sake, bless America. Listen, a third thing under our security of God there. God is our Savior in, in Psalm uh, 106 verse 21, Psalm 106, 21. They forgot God, their Savior, which had done great things in Egypt. The great things that he did in Egypt, he delivered them. He gave them manna to eat every day. He gave them water out of the rock to refresh their souls and their body every day. And they wondered and wondered and, and griped and complained for 40 years. Many of those people never made it because they died in their grumbling and their complaining. I don't know how I will die or where but I hope I can die gracefully and not whining and not griping. You see, our security is of God. 
Secondly, listen, our, our salvation is of God. When I, when I think of that, I, every morning, y'all, listen, I'm not just telling you this. I thank God for my salvation. I can't thank nobody else. Nobody went to the cross for me except Jesus Christ. And he died on that cross that I might have life. And if you've been saved, God, you need to, folk, you need to say thank you, Jesus, for my salvation. We owe it all to him. All to him we should freely give. When I think about that, you see the, the things underneath there I want you to make, I want you to write in. Listen, he, he searches our hearts. Psalm 119, verse 11. The word have I hid, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. The word is one of the best things. Putting it in your heart is the, is the best place to put it. That I might not sin is a good reason to do it. It's a good reason to do it. He searches our hearts. Psalm 139 verse 23 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. He knows our thoughts. He knows our heart. He knows what we think before we even think it. He searches our hearts. Secondly, there, he convicts our hearts. In John 8, 9, he convicts our hearts. And they which heard it being convicted by their own conscience went out one by one, beginning at the eldest even unto the least. And Jesus was left alone. And the woman standing in the midst. That's the woman that was caught in the act of adultery. Brought her to Jesus. They was ready to stone her to death. Jesus simply said, hey, if you haven't sinned, pick up a rock and start throwing. And the Bible says one by one, they dropped their rocks and they walked off. Because everyone was guilty. There's not a one of us in here this morning that is not guilty of sin. S-I-N. And what is in the middle of that? Who is to blame? I am the blame. I can't blame you. You can't blame me. It's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer and asking forgiveness of my sorry, low-down life that sometimes gets out of hand and wants to sin. He convicts our hearts. A third thing, if we listen to our conscience, he will cause us to confess. In Romans 10, 9, it's very simple. It says, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Conviction. If a person's not convicted, they're not going to be saved. <laughs> Conviction. Wrongdoing. We know it when we do it. It causes us to confess. Number four, if we confess our sins, he's going to cleanse us. Psalm nineteen twelve. Who can understand his errors? 
Cleanse thou me from secret faults. You got any secret faults? Is there something you and I might be doing that we know nobody knows what I'm doing? And that may be true. Nobody knows, but God knows. Every sinful thought enters my heart and my mind. God is standing there. Don't do it. Don't do it. And the devil on the other hand says, who's going to know? Or who's going to care? He cleanses us. Number five. Listen, if he convicts and he cleanses, I tell you what's going to happen. He'll comfort us. Psalm 23, 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Listen to this. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You're not going to have to. I'm not going to have to walk through that valley of the shadow of death by myself. He's going to be there to escort me across that river and into the portals of glory for one reason. Because I've accepted his son as my savior. And no other reason. I certainly ain't going to get there because I'm a good preacher. Okay, I didn't say I was, you did. Not going to get there on that. That's not going to get it. That probably won't even come up. Why should I let you in my heaven? One reason. Because I accepted your son as my savior. Have mercy upon me. God bless America. If you can. Number six. I love this one. John 14, three. He comes for us. And if I go, Jesus said, and listen, he went. And prepare a place for you. I will. He didn't say I might. I could be. I maybe be. I will come again. And receive you. Unto myself. That where I am. There you will be also. We are going to be with Jesus Christ. Physically. Spiritually. When we leave this world, we're going to give up that physical. We're going to take on the complete, full spiritual life, and we're going to be there with Jesus. Somebody said, you think we're going to eat there? Definitely. There's all manner of fruit that's going to be there. Why would you have all that manner of fruit if you're not going to eat? There's going to be a banquet table. Hey, the greatest banquet you and I have ever been to is going to be there. We're going to be able to sit down and eat and with and be there with our Savior and our Father. You know, many a soldier have died not only as a soldier, but they died as a husband and they died as a daddy. And some of their children have never seen their daddy. And I hope those, that, those daddies that died in the service I hope they were saved. But can you imagine those that were? When those children get to heaven to see their daddy for the first time. Can you imagine that? We're going to see God the Father for the first time. We're going to get to see Jesus in person for the first time. That's why it's so important to be in love with him. Be in love with him. We're the bride of Christ. 
And it doth not appear yet what we shall be, but one thing we know, when he shall appear, the Bible says we are going to be just like him. I don't know what that's going to be like, but that's what it says. God bless America, if you can. You see, our security is of God. Our salvation is of God. But thirdly, our satisfaction is of God. Romans 8, 37. We are more than conquerors. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Look what he says. Through him, that's Jesus, that loved us. We're more than conquerors. Hey, it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter what comes. If we are a child of God, he's going to see us through it. Amen. He's going to see us through it. Many of you have come through the fire. Many of you have been brought forth from death unto life. My daddy laying on the table there and them working frantically with him to save his life. He was extracted from his body and he could see bright lights and he could see them working on his body and he heard the doctor say, there's no use of doing anything else, he's gone. And he said he was put back in his body. The doctor said, your daddy will never ever work again as long as he lives. My daddy was in the hospital 22 days. He came home. Within two weeks, he was slipping and laying brick. And he went on till he was about 80 when he quit. He lived to be 83, but he heard the doctor say, hey, no use, he's gone. He just sort of checked out a little bit. And God checked him back in. He will see you through. It, it doesn't matter. He's going to see us through. When I think about our satisfaction is of God, the first thing, we are more than conquerors. That's Romans 8, 37. But secondly, we are persuaded and we are convinced. I want to look at verse 37. Nay, and all these things were more than conquerors through him that loves us. Verse 38, if you want to write 38 down beside that, I, for I am persuaded. You know what I am? I am convinced. Look what he says. That neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, the creation shall be able, what does your Bible say? Be able to what? separate hey, I'm not separated from God now and I won't be separated from God in eternity won't be there we'll be right there with him I'm persuaded I'm convinced of these things a third thing we can't be separated from the love of God the question there is what, what can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. That's amazing, isn't it? Verse 35 almost matches that. What shall separate us from the love of Christ? And in verse uh, 39, it says, again, 
Shall these things separate us from, from the love of God? No, because it's in the Lord Jesus Christ. You can't change what God's done set in motion. And I'm glad when Jesus hung on the cross, he said, it is finished. Hey, you can't do nothing else about it. You can't add to it, and you certainly better not take anything away. You know, we can't be separated from the love of God. You know, I really, I've really never, ever had to suffer amount to anything. I've been on operating tables, had some surgery here and there. I thought it was over with before I had the stent put in because I had hurt all morning long and I'd sit down and wait till my heart quit hurting and I'd hop back up and I'd start again and a little bit it hurt again and I off and on all day long. Nancy probably don't remember this. She worked for my cardiologist there, and I called her and told her what was going on. She said, you need to come in and let us check you. One thing led to another, and I ended up with a, a, praise God, with a stent that opened up that blocked artery where the pain was coming from. It could have been over. But as those sisters sang, it ain't over till God says it's over. No matter what the doctors can do or can't do, it's not over till God says it's over. Somebody says, well, I've got all my sins confessed, but what's going to happen if I sin and I don't have time to confess my sin? This is important. My Jesus, when he died, he died for all my past. When I asked him to forgive me of my sins, all my past was wiped away. In fact, my father said, I, I don't remember them anymore. He not only forgave me of my past, but he says, you know, he's uh, like Peter, uh, when you get your strength back, I want you to strengthen your brethren. He forgave me of all my present. What's going on here now? Hey, he forgave me. Okay, if I do something crazy in my last years, can I get forgiveness for it? Listen, he died for my past, he died for my present, and he died for my future. Died once, died for all. You need to get that. You need, listen, you need to take it home to your lost parents, your lost spouse. You need to tell them what's coming and what God has already done and what Jesus has done so they might have another opportunity to be saved. It's important. Gosh, it's important. I have been and served in over 135 funerals. And it's been amazing to me how much money is spent on a casket for somebody who's not there. <laughs> beautiful. Boy, isn't that a beautiful casket? Yeah, and it's a shame they're going to put it in the ground, cover it up, you won't see it anymore. I was working for Doyle Gilbert, the black mortician. He's gone on now. I said, Doyle, you mind showing? I want to see your caskets. Yeah, come on. 
I said, I want to see the cheapest thing you got. I said, because I know all these white funeral directors and they're going to get mad uh, if I go one or the other, so I'll probably let you put me down, Doyle. He said, well, the cheapest thing I've got is $150. I said, show it to me. It was beefed up pasteboard. I said, hey, that looks pretty, that'll work. I said, don't, not that I can do it or would ever do it. What's the most expensive thing you got? Went right on up the line. This thing was solid bronze. I said, don't, I, I wouldn't, but if I could, how much? He said, it's only 35000 Can you imagine putting that in there? If it was, I'd want it hanging up yonder on Main Street. It'll go by, hey. <laughs> That's how apostles buried in that thing. I don't care what it costs. It's all going to give up the body one day. And that body's going to be joined back with a soul, going to be brand new. No more pain. No more sorrow. No more suffering. No more crying. I'm going to a land of no mores where I'm going to get to eat fruit of ever division. Think about it. You youngins, you're not put here to stay. You teenagers, you're not put here to stay. You young people, you're not put here to stay. You middle-aged guys, you're not put here to stay. Us old folk, <laughs> ain't nothing beyond except for heaven if you're saved. We ain't put here to stay. We're just passing through. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I, I thank you and I praise you for your holy word. God, I thank you today that I don't, I don't have to be convinced that you are real. Now, Lord, I don't know what will happen to me today. As I do my traveling, I don't know what will happen on the road. But I know, I know that you're my shepherd. And because you are, I shall not want. If I end up in the hospital on a dying bed, I know I shall not want. And Lord, I thank you for those who've chosen to come this way today. Bless every home in this room. Father, I thank you for our guests that we have among us today. Bless them in a mighty way. God, draw them to the point that they would want to come back. Lord, I pray that you give us a good afternoon with our family if that's what we're doing. Maybe it's just relaxing. Watch over our people that are on vacation, those that are traveling, going to and from. And God, thank you for having been born in America. Thank you for those of our veterans who stood this morning. Father, I thank your holy name for men and women who were not afraid to go to serve their country. God, we thank you for America. God bless America, if you can. In Jesus' name, amen. In whatever way the Lord might have spoken to you today and you want to respond to him, the altar is open for you to come to pray, for you to get saved, for you to join our fellowship. Whatever God leads you to do today, you won't be sorry. If God's in it and he's drawing you, you won't be sorry. So I encourage you, I invite you to come. Susan, what are we singing?
I surrender all. Let's Do you? It, please. I was scared to sing that before I surrendered to preach. Thank you for your presence and your attention today. If you would, pass your care cards uh, to the closest aisle. And back, son, you come and prepare to dismiss us this morning. Anything you want to say about the trip. Um, I hope you'll have a good afternoon. No service tonight. No meal on Wednesday. But uh, we will be doing Bible study. So I invite you, encourage you to come. Um, thank all of you who are in the choir who came Wednesday night. And uh, I thank you for that. Good support. Uh, and I appreciate it very much. I hope you'll have a good afternoon. Son. Pray for our youth mission trip at the end of this month. Uh, many of you know we're heading out to Houston. Uh, we're running into a few transportation snags. Uh, we're flying out. That's all settled. Uh, but how we're going to go about getting around once we get out there is the, the challenge right now. So... Uh, hopefully the Lord's going to provide a way. We do have a church offering a van, uh, and then rental fees are, are pretty high. 
out there is what we're running into. So just be in prayer for that, and hopefully we'll get that taken care of. And I'll have some more information maybe next Sunday about that. So uh, let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you so much uh, for the gift of life. Uh, Lord, the uh, opportunity we've had to, to gather this morning um, as a family to, to worship and to honor you. Lord, to recognize and to honor all those, uh, Lord, who have, have given sacrificially for our freedom. Lord, I pray that uh, today is uh, not just the, the only day that we are reminded of that, but Lord, that we are reminded every single day just how blessed we are. Father, even more so how blessed we are to, to know that you loved us enough to send your son Jesus down the cross for our sins. Lord, I pray that we walk in that promise. And Lord, as we walk in that promise, that we would live that promise out each and every day so that others may come to know you and the saving grace that you offer through your son Jesus. So, Lord, go with us today as, as we spend time with family. Father, help us to do so uh, with gratitude. Uh, and, Lord, may we uh, approach this week uh, with the mindset that our desire is to, to see everyone uh, that we come in contact with experience you, come to know you as the Lord and personal Savior. So God, go with us. Pray that you would protect us, that you would guide us. Every word and deed, Lord, that we would honor you and glorify you. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen.